news year, news us. Yes, we're back. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and this is Non-Censored. Hello, and welcome to Non-Censored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. And I'm joined, as ever, by my producer, Martin, And what a show we have for you this week, eh, Martin? Oh, yes, indeed. And the first thing to say is Happy New Year! No, no. (laughs) It's after Epiphany, so you can't say that anymore. What we can do, however, is say thank you to our first loads of Patreons. Yes, we have Patreons now who are directly supporting the show. They're getting exclusive bonus podcasts, starting this week, and you can join them by going to patreon.com forward slash non-censored. Thank you to Ian Hopgood, George Bell, Brendan McLaughlin, Simon Meacher, Robert Simeone, John Reppy, Oscar Curtis, Cheryl Harris, Laura Elizabeth, Sarah Ryan, Paige Starr, Simon Chapman, Brian Walsh, David Threadgold, Linda Jones, Claire Nurk, Brian, Delaney Manders, Justin Bartley, Michael Fox, Carol J. Alex, Near Oren Woods, Ed, Rel Wonga, Liam Bevan, Birdler Bird, Emily Allboy, RL, Tony Penny, Ryan Chomiak, David Richards, Hugh, Donna Brown, Kieran Hines, Jan Lewis, Sarah Moore, Paul Jacks, Katrina Erskine, and Victoria, all of whom have signed up as paid supporters this month. Now imagine how you'll feel having your name read out on next week's show as a thank you for signing up, and it'll be read by producer Martin every time. So sign up at patreon.com forward slash nonsensored. But on to this week's show. And as usual, there was so much we couldn't fit in. For example, we ran a brilliant segment about Elon Musk's commitment to freedom of speech. But we've had a lawyer's letter about that and we decided it's probably best to just shut up about it. We also spoke to Carol Vorderman about her exciting new high-profile, well-paid show on LBC. But Harriet didn't like the interview as much as I did for some reason. Nope. And we had an interview with FKA Twigs about her recent Calvin Klein advert, but Ofcom had said we weren't allowed to podcast that before the watershed. So we'll start with our exclusive interview with the woman at the heart of the biggest story in the media right now, Paula Venels, the chairwoman of the post office at the time when the scandal involving a faulty IT system and hundreds of persecuted postmasters was happening. This week, she handed back her CBE and yesterday... She came in and spoke to us. Let's take a listen. Paula Venels, welcome to Non-Censored. Hi, Harriet. Thank you. Very brave of you, Paula, to come on because you're you're not really very popular at the moment. Oh, goodness me. Yes, it's... Uh, it, uh... It's been quite a quite a start to the year, hasn't it? Um, yes, it but has. I'm very grateful to have been uh, brought onto your show to talk about this because it's just been awful, hasn't it? Well, it has been awful, Paula. I mean, we Ooh. are all horrified. We've all sat and watched the drama, right. and we're horrified. We're horrified by you, Paula, oh, and by we me. want some answers. Oh no! Okay. Well, as mm. you will probably be aware. I'm just shocked by all of this that's happened and I have 
listened very carefully, not just to the drama, but to some of the real people affected by this. Right. And well, if you don't know this already, I have actually handed back my CBE. Yes. What? Yes, you've handed back your CBE. I mean, a lot You're of people were calling for you to, to hand back your CBE. Hmm. Yes. And I listened. Paula, and do, I, do, do, and, do you not feel that perhaps uh, this requires a bit more than handing back a CBE? I mean, people lost their entire lives in, in this scandal and it's only now just been brought to light. Um, I, I mean, surely there's a bit more uh, recompense that needs to be paid uh, for, for all of these poor people that were affected by uh, mm. the errors made under your watch. Yes, by Horizon, uh, which this is that's all computer stuff, which I obviously I don't have anything to do with that. I don't really computers and stuff like that. When I first started hearing there were problems, I actually asked Mr. Horizon how what's happening? What's all this? I don't really get computers. I know that there's um uh, mm. Microsoft Paint isn't there and there's the paperclip. So I asked him what's happening and he actually sent me through a computer thing that showed whether Horizon was working or not. And it was, and I can't do any more than that. And I did hand back my CBE, which had meant a lot to me. Can I just say, in your defence, Paula, because I am appalled, along with the whole country. Thank you. But what you just described there was quite riveting. Yes. Oh, that's interesting you should say that, because and now that I know that ITV dramas can have such a, a wonderful effect on things... I've been looking into maybe an ITV drama about what I went through with the computer thing I was sent and having to give back my CBE. Now, tell me if you think this is... What would you say to Kate Blanchett? What? I mean, playing you? That's what is I that, mean. Is yes. that what you... Wouldn't that be good on ITV? Okay, so, um, Paula, I just want to... If, if we had Kate Blanchett playing you, yes. what would the storyline be? So Kate Blanchett asks Horizon what's going on and they sent her a computer thingy yes. that doesn't work properly. No, it doesn't. And, and how is she supposed to? She doesn't she, understand computers. And it, it, she she maybe types with one finger and says, oh, the email's mm. gone. But what she means is the internet isn't loading. Paula. And, and her husband goes, oh, no, well, it probably isn't anything to do with you. And it isn't. And then she gives back her CBE. Look, I don't think people are, you know, looking for a new drama. They're looking for some real action to take place off the back of this one that last came out. Uh, of course, if we were to make another drama, yes, probably you'd have Kevin Hart playing Clippy, the um, Microsoft assistant. Sure, that would be another fun ride. But would any serious action come of it? That That's what people yes, really want I to think see there here, could I think. Be, there could be a car chase. Can we not lose sight of what's really important here and what this interview is really about? And that's that in, in the ITV drama, there were at least two actors in there who had significant parts in the Harry Potter franchise. And I don't know, Paula, I mean, that to me made it so real and so important. Yes, that's a big pull, isn't it? Maybe, well, I think she's a little old, mm. no offence to her, but maybe Imelda Staunton. And that's gravitas. That's, I believe. Yes, I still don't know if the drama would really be focused on you. It'd probably be focused on all all those people whose whose lives were ruined. Well, no, because that's been done now, yes, and it, I think it has been done. It, it's Dame Imelda Staunton. So, I mean, she is a dame. So, I, I think if you're 
you know, handing back your CBE, you shouldn't be surreptitiously getting a damehood via the person performing as you on screen. I don't think screen. we can really ask Imelda to give her damehood back just to play me in a drama, even though it would guarantee netter BAFTA. Paula, do you think that not just giving back your CBE, but maybe you should give back some of the money? And you got quite a lot of money, didn't you, really? I Well, yes, but I was being paid for a job. I'm being paid for my expertise as mm. the CEO. I was, or whatever I was, I was being paid for that job for my expertise. And I did my job. I wasn't the one taking money via a computer, via computers. I don't even understand computers. I don't know anything about this. And I can't really get into the details because I had nothing to do with that. Maybe this is where the drama is because I just think we all put our trust in computers. And Mm. Paula, even though I honestly think you should be burned at the stake, I also think Mm. you trusted the computers and we've all been guilty of doing that at times. And I just wonder if we'll look back at the post office scandal and we'll see it as the beginning of the computers taking over. Mm, we mm-hmm. can't trust them. No, and I, that could I be think a it speech. It's an iRobot, but I'm not sure. Well, it could be a speech, couldn't it, in the drama? And I think Olivia Coleman would be very good. Mm. Don't you think, Olivia Coleman? Yeah, well, yeah, of course, Olivia Coleman's good. She's one of the finest actresses we have. But look, the, the point is that this isn't just a, um, you know, robots taking over. This is mismanagement of the highest order. Actually, These you can have can Julie Walters. Go... Julie Walters. Sorry, producer Martin, this is important. <sighs> Julie Walters, because also she was in the Harry Potter franchise. She's oh, very Again, good. gone for another dame. This, I don't think you can I don't get think she's ever played play a woman of God either. No, that, I think that would be, good, would be a good turn for her. Yes. And a kind of complex character. Paula, which you are. I am a complex character. And complex women are very in right now. Mm. I know, I'm a complex woman. <laughs> well, yes, and... and People uh, love me. We're very different, but in many ways the same. Paula, can I ask, mm. are you still using Royal Mail? Are you still sending letters? Or has this put a bit of a bad taste in your mouth? Are you you off letters it's for good funny, actually. It's funny, actually, Martin, because when I tried to send back my CBE, I did it through a post box and I put the CBE in the post box, all addressed back to uh, the, yeah. the, Her Majesty the Queen. And uh, the post box fully vomited. It just vomited instantly. Wow. Well, mm. The second I got near it, actually. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect it to respond well to you, to be honest. I suppose in all of this, the the first thing that happens is, isn't it? Blame the girl boss. That's very interesting. And maybe that... I mean, I I don't know, because I I was fully expected, Paula, to to sort of hate hate on you. And and I still do. Well, yes, you're you. Also, I have to remember that I've... Yes, yes, but I, I also have to remember that I am looking to... Well... 2024 is the year that I want to sort of broaden my my interests and my money making okay. schemes, and I cool. am looking your to horizons? make some dramas. You, you're trying to broaden your. Ah. it's not the time for the. No, that could be the title. No, that that could help. be the title of the drama. That oh. could be the title. Horizons. Horizons. I feel a bit dirty a for having horizons waded into ev- this now. every week. Don't you think a good scene at the end would be? Mm. Uh, right. Picture the scene. Paula Venels, the character played by... Can Julia Roberts do an English accent? Anyway, it could be 
that there's Paula Venos and she goes hand to hand fighting with a computer. And it's just a huge, like, it's like wow. the end of The Lion King when it's adult Simba and Scar. And it's just Paula Venels versus yeah. the computer. And then Paula wins in the end. She beats the computer. And all of the people who lost their livelihoods with the post office, um, however many, five or 500, something like that. I don't know the details. Um, they, it wasn't my job to know the details. They are mm. all crying and saying, thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. And then she gets her CBE back at the end. And then Julia Roberts could hand, hand back her CBE. Yes. Yes. Yeah, brilliant. She gets it back. And then the, uh, the, fine, the credits, the final credits roll to Kate Bush's This Woman's Work. Well, Paula, that was an extraordinary interview. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm um, just glad think, to have cleared all this up. Yeah, and good luck with those film rights. And I'll let you Thank know. You. I mean, the, the, what I'm, I'll talk, talk to you after the show, but I'm, what I'm looking at is maybe starting an award-winning podcast, apart from this one, obviously this is award-winning, mm. and then get the film rights, start making some movies. Mm. Oh, Helen Mirren. Be a producer. I, you know, I like Margot Robbie. Oh, yes. No, me too. Very good. Actually, could she play you? She is very good. She's very good, but I don't think they she can do any to be accent. embroiled, to be honest. Paula, thank you, and please don't do it again. You know, for us, oh, just don't. I physically couldn't. I don't know computers. I couldn't. Over to America now and the revelations that continue to emerge from the Jeffrey Epstein files. We wanted an expert legal eye on this issue, so who else could we call other than Donald Trump's personal attorney slash co-defendant, Chip Randy Jr. III, who called from inside the courthouse to give us his view. Let's take a listen. Oh, Chip, what, what a wonderful pleasure to start 2024 having you back on the podcast. Happy New Year, uh, Harry. It's great to be here on the podcast. I love the podcast, uh, and I, of course, I love you. <laughs> oh, <doesn't>? you are <laughs> so charming, as always, as always. Well, we love you, Chip. We love well, you. Of- and right. today, yes. we're not talking to you about um, American politics. We're talking to you about Epstein, and I really appreciate you talking to us about this, the Epstein files. Now, Jeffrey Epstein, the fifth and final batch of documents has been released and it is causing a bit of a hullabaloo. What's it all like there in America where it's all happening? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. As uh, someone Pleasure. connected to the case, as a legal mind, I'm happy to, to, to give my mm. uh, uh, thoroughly objective uh, legal counsel on, on, on the and my opinion. It's an absolute travesty what's going on at the moment uh, with the Epstein yes. files. I mean, names are coming out. People are getting accused. Uh, you've got Dershowitz. You've got Trump. Uh, innocent Awful. men being being absolutely tarred and feathered by the deep state. It's an yeah. absolute travesty of justice. It's basically, you know, like with Me Too, where we saw all those poor men. Again, this is like another layer of it, isn't it? It's a witch hunt, men. but for men. It's a wizard hunt. Yeah, wizard a, a wizard hunt. I think that's a really good way of putting it. Mm. It's a wizard hunt. Lots of these lovely wizards being kind of tarred with the same brush. But yes, some of them are guilty, Chip. I'm not saying they're not. But some of them are probably in there because they had tea with Epstein or they shared a cigarette with him. You know? Exactly. I mean, to take the analogy to the end, mm. pointy hats are perverted. Let's knock down all the pointy hats. And for every innocent Trump, for every innocent Dershowitz, yeah. you've got a thousand Bill Clintons who should absolutely uh, go down for a thousand Completely. years. Completely. 
Dirty, I, pervy I, wizards. It's about I, getting it, pointing the finger at the right wizard. Mm. I think it's fair to say that we, we're not talking about, um, you know, Merlins and Gandalfs here. We're not really talking about people that are, um, you know, above suspicion. A lot of these names are already sort of covered in, in a, a little bit of filth, I'd say. Um, and... Actually, Sorry, who is, consider- who's this talking now, Harriet? Sorry, who's, produ- this? who's this? Producer That's Martin. Producer, producer Martin. Martin again. We've met several times. Marvin. I thought I thought I, I, I thought you'd gotten rid of Marvin last year. No, it's not. It's no, no. I mean, he's I've- my brother-in-law, Chip. It's you know, it's hard, and he he well, does well, try. Nepo, so he's a nepo baby, is what you're saying, Marvin? <laughs> uh, listen, I'll, I'll I'll cut you some slack, buddy, because you're uh, you're familial, but uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, look, I I think it's very interesting that, um, you know, we have one of the sort of um, arguments often used by the right and actually, you know, used by by yourself, that there's no smoke without fire. That's often what what people say whenever they get the whiff of a story they sort of quite like the idea of. And there's there's a lot of smoke here and there's a lot of names coming out and... um, you know, are, are people Lots nervous? Are you nervous about uh, about this? Am I nervous? Uh, as, as an American citizen, sure, I'm, I'm nervous. Uh, you know, anything that's, that reflects badly on the country I love, uh, land of the free, home of the brave, uh, sure, I will be nervous. Uh, I mean, uh, people who will mm. be nervous will be Clinton, Soros, yeah. all these uh, lefties and so-called liberal elite who will have flown on Jeffrey Epstein's jet daily. Mm-hmm. And will have, you know, gone over to, on the La Leader Express, as I believe it was called, yeah. and uh, had a, a, a cracking great time on that island. And uh, they should all be shaking their boots right now. And, and uh, I hope justice is uh, thrown in their face and they're, they're sent down for a thousand years. Yeah, right. I think but those it, criminals should answer to the law. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily those names that are coming up. I mean, there are quite a lot of names that came up. Chip, I'm sure you'll be aware certainly the the recent release of files uh, and your i mean your your name is is also on there isn't it oh hang on what? hang on producer martin that is not on just because chip defends criminals it doesn't mean that he himself is a criminal yeah, all right i'm absolutely harry and you need to understand uh uh marcia i am a legal professional Yes. And my job is to hang around high net worth individuals to represent them and to give them counsel. And if I may or may not have been on that plane, which uh, the, the Lolita I, Express is not just called I it, think it's a, it's a really, really dangerous precedent we're going to set if we're going to start holding people of law like Chip yeah, and persecuting sure. them. Thank you. I think that's really dangerous. People are going to lose faith in justice. I understand you're a jealous guy. But uh, I need to be around these people just because my name may or may not have been on that plane uh, itinerary uh, does not mean that I was there in any uh, capacity other than legal, professional and advisory. Also, Chip, I'd like to say that if you're a wizard, then I see you as Gandalf the White. That's very kind of you. Oh, is that white, the, white is my favorite color, as you know. Is that the second that's form Gandalf, of Gandalf? He, you know, when it, Gandalf is a bit sort of grubby before that. After the whole, yes, and it comes back. Yes, up. it's post-grubby Gandalf when he's, he's mm. put his robes in the wash. and He's, he's, he's come out his, saying white is right. Mm, and exactly. He's got, and he's there on his white stallion. That, okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah. He's ditched the pointy hat, I think, at the stage as well. He's yes, lovely because, lo- and he's glowing. Uh, as you've pointed out earlier on, Chip, pointy hats have all sorts of 
problems and connotations attached to them and can be used against wizards. Well, exactly, especially grand wizards as well. I mean, they're, they're, those yes. pointy hats, they will serve them very well. But I mean, it's great to come out with my white robes glowing upon my trusty steed oh, with a great wonderful. tan as well. A great tan. Oh, Gandalf has wow. a great tan, doesn't he, in that, when he comes out there? Oh, Chip. Well, Chip, I, if God forbid you ever do end up in court over this, I think you say that as your defence. Well, I think the day I end up in court, Harry, I don't, <laughs> don't think that's going to happen at all. No, uh, no. As I was there entirely on an advisory and legal capacity. And, yes. Uh, whatever aspersions have been cast uh, by your uh, brother-in-law. There, I mean, there's no aspersions here. I'm just simply mentioning that, you know, you, amongst other uh, of the wizarding community, may have been there for for other reasons. I mean... Sure, we're aware of what was going on on that island now, and therefore there will be a level of suspicion. But surely everyone should be given the same level of either protection or persecution. You know, you, you've got to be exactly well, the same I, across yes, the board. Well, yes, actually, Producer Martin, I wasn't really listening to most of what you said, but I agree with the protection bit. Because look at poor Prince Andrew again and again and again. Name keeps getting dragged through the mud. Leave the poor man alone. Yeah, no, and I've met Andy a a few times now at various um, events. Mm. And I see what you're trying to do there, Marco. You're in the corner, you grubby little corner, darkened corner, rubbing out your little aspersions, uh, hunkered down, pumping your fist, and you're trying to fling your eggy aspersions all over my face and all over the the faces of of good, clean, upstanding members of society. And Prince Andrew, good men, good, honest men, strong wizards, white hats, beautiful men. I don't, you're just saying words now. I mean, look, Prince Andrew, I think, is a separate issue here. I thought better of you, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I I just think it's very important that we, we get to the bottom of all this, that, I mean, on one hand, we've got... Prince Andrew, very high profile, paid off, or was it £12 million payout just to, to silence that court case? And now seemingly, you know, is his, his name coming up again alongside all these other people? I think we're yet to get to the bottom of this. And really, the only person that has been held to the account is, um, you know, Ghislaine, um Maxwell, so uh, one no, get woman. Her, get her name bars. right. If you're going to use her name in vain, Martin, uh, then get her name right. Yeah, get well, her I, name I, right, Martin. I, yeah, I'm just I, I, see what, I see where this is coming from. This is coming from a place of jealousy. You want to be on that plane. I understand you want to be on that plane sipping pina coladas with uh, I, uh, Saddam Hussein, but unfortunately you were not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's a typical leftist trait. You're sitting there in your grubby corner. Uh, it's not a uh, grubby caller. This is in a, a loin spare cloth. room. Sorry, it's... can I also just say you you brought up Jelaine and she's done some bad things, but I think we should all remember that when I met her in Oxford, she was a real good time gal. She's a great time girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you we want anything fixing whatsoever, then you go to Jelaine. Uh, allegedly, that's what my that's allegedly what told me. yes. Yeah, I yeah. just feel that one woman behind bars, while a whole host of men go. Uh, free and un, um, unquestioned wow. seems Producer a, a little Martin. bit problematic. Producer Martin, it sounds like you're trying to persecute all men. But yeah. we're not. Hashtag me uh, too. Yeah. Um, well, Martin, that's, I'm not sure that's what the that's hashtag sexism. means. No, the, that's sexism, not, Martin. That is sexism. I mean, if you want a level playing field like your type do, Martin, then you need to, uh, uh, you type? know, I, I think <laughs> across the board, you can selectively 
Uh, I mean, I see what you're well, it's doing. Not it's, it's selective. Despicable. It's just the, all the people mm, that are on the list. I think you be quite ashamed of yourself, producer Martin. I'm not trying to take down all men. Oh, I'm just saying you, that you... anyone that's been on the weird little sex plane should probably have some questions asked of them. Look, some of those people probably went to... I'm, look, I now I know a lot of them were nonces, but I'm saying a lot of those, they probably went on that plane and they thought they were just having an innocent... A nice plane ride on, you know, the Lolita plane. Yeah, and I it was mean, not referred to as the Lady Lolita Express. Are you saying you hate literature now, Producer Martin? Well, no, Come I on. don't think do, they named it to, just because they're to, a to fan of... Take Nabokov out of Nabokov. the grave and persecute him for writing one of the, the well, greatest books of all time. To, my to be honest, three. his name probably would be on that list. I mean, if we're thinking about it, he'd be he'd, wow. he'd probably oh, be on there. Wow. Right. I'm just saying. Right, Chip, I'm so I mean, sorry. Chip, no, oh. listen, I'm putting an end to this. I, I don't want to say... I would have been Chip, invited at I least, I hope this doesn't he? put you off coming on the podcast in future because your input is always valued. I'm never and put I'm, off coming, Harriet. It's been a pleasure to to be invited on and I hope you, you sort out your familial dispute with that uh, can't believe uh, he says a grubby little just a bit sad, a, you know. He's a weird, stupid little wizard. Yeah, exactly. And I'm Gandalf the White uh, with are, a great tan and, uh, and innocent. And I'm Kate totally. Blanchett. Are you? Finally. We had a terrifying insight into Sir Keir Starmer's totalitarian vision for Britain when he announced a plan to make children, get this, brush their teeth. Well, I I think most children brush their teeth, don't they? It, Not if they, they don't want to, Martin. They should be free to make their own decisions. Well, as a father of two. Oh, I, don't I give me that, that, Martin. You know as well as I do that your children don't respect you. Anyway, with his hot and spicy takeaway of the week about this, here's Ishan Akbar. Ishan Akbar, happy 2024. Well, a happy 2024 to you. I'm delighted to be back. It's a new year. It's a new me. It's going to be an amazing year. Oh, oh. wonderful. And well, just to say, what does a new you, what what does that involve? Yes, is there going to be more jokes? Is there going to be less, uh, you know, talking about my wife? Uh, <laughs> hopefully both of those, because we do <laughs> like the jokes. I've moved on from Jane to her sister. It'll be oh. a really lovely time for me this oh. year. Sorry, yeah. what was that, Ishan? <laughs> yeah. uh, over, over Christmas, I met Jane's sister and... I think I'm head over heels, really. I've been swept <laughs> off my feet. <laughs> You're such a charmer. <laughs> I, I'm the one who's been charmed. <laughs> like, yes, yes. Like a, yes, beautiful. Very nice. Oh, my husband won't mind. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Well, I, well, I'm all flustered now. I don't know I what's mean, happening, really... to be honest. I feel like it, it, it's it's still wrong, but in a way that perhaps I'm slightly more comfortable with um anyway ishan uh why, why don't you tell us what what's what's going on with you uh producer martin that's sorry that's my line oh sorry so ishan won't you tell us what's going on with you well i mean this week it's been you know a new year a new me like i said 2024 seems like the year of hope for everybody yes. mm. and yes. uh, what hope the opposition leader keir starmer is providing to our children oh, oh. Now, right. what else you know, but British children are the best children. What do you mean they're the best children? Yeah, by what metric? They're better than all other children. Yes. By all metrics, they're the most fun, 
they're the most intelligent. Mm. Okay. And British children also have the best sweets, as evidenced by the fact that tooth decay amongst children is one of the biggest reasons why they're getting hospitalised. Wow. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. Yeah, I mean, this wouldn't happen in my day because children back in my day were built different. We never had any teeth issues. So Keir Starmer has realised that, oh, maybe our children aren't doing particularly well. Um, Apparently their life expectancy has fallen. The average height of a British five-year-old has fallen by 27 places. We're meant to have more obese children than France, Germany, Poland and Slovenia. Now, this is all very exciting news. And also, can I say this is very bad because we know the Germans, they like their sausages, don't they? So what does that tell us? Well, precisely. But Mm. I will say, I think what has happened up to this point is a good thing for Britain. Because if you've got shorter children, fatter children... Easier to keep an eye on. Well, yes, but when we eventually go to war, those kids who will become military age, will be perfect for the trenches. Oh, come on. Ishan, this is, this is I'm not 2024. Sure you... This is a new year. We don't need any more of your silly takes. We aren't going to war. If they were in the trenches, they'd keep each other warm, thereby being more capable of undertaking military activity whilst being short enough to not be spotted by the opposition in the trenches. Interesting. I mean, it does and what, feel... what about the tooth decay? Isha, what about these children with their bad teeth decay? Well, they won't need to eat then, will they? Because that, that would cut our costs of well, food to the military. Surely the, the point here is that uh, Sakir is um, suggesting that if he, well, and dare I say when he gets in, uh, you know, has his, yeah. his, his, his day in the sunshine, he'll be able to change yeah. all these things and will have slimmer, taller children with better teeth, more capable of eating hard you know, dense. Um, okay, can I now? Can I just say, stuffs. producer Martin? I know he's a friend of yours, but I've read some shocking things about Keir Starmer this week from yeah. some very reliable papers, and that is that I don't know if you know this. He defended criminals. Oh well, yeah, that is how the legal system works. The the and criminals do it. need defence. Absolutely disgusting. You know he defended criminals because he's saying he wants to train children to brush their teeth in schools. Do you know who else has their toothbrush outside their home? Prisoners. That is quite telling, actually, isn't it? You can take the man out of prison, but you can't take prison out of the man. No. Seen with Keir Starmer. No. I'm not sure this is he's quite looking the them, hot He's take, preparing them for prison. He's preparing them for prison. And actually, if you get a Keir Starmer government, what you're doing is you're indoctrinating these kids to understand that a life of crime is acceptable because, hey, yes. I can brush and my because, teeth anywhere. And because they'll be like, oh, Prime Minister Keir Starmer will defend us. Yes. That's what Ooh. all the criminals are thinking. What kind all of world these... is it if you think to yourself, I can just brush my teeth anywhere uh, uh, yes. from my home? This is... Oh, it's so true. Absolutely disgusting. People sort of brushing their teeth on the street. Yes. Or, in fact, it won't even be that. It'll be teachers making children brush their teeth yeah. on the street where yeah. everyone can see them. Absolutely disgusting. That speaks to one thing and one thing only, communism. That is what's happening. Um, communism and criminals. I... And that's what you've got to have. In the election, you're going to have communists and criminals in their droves yes. voting for Keir Starmer, probably doing their teeth yeah. while they're doing it. Toothbrush while they're in one hand the and in the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely awful. You know that, that is not a world I want to you know, live in. You know that saying, a toothbrush is mightier than the pen. Oh, my goodness. I'd forgotten that saying. 
I know, and it comes back to me. And that I'm is, not sure uh, that, that is, is a saying. Shocking. Well, he's basically weaponizing it, isn't he? You know, we all come to see the toothbrush as a sort of homely thing that sort of yeah. sits in the bathroom. Yes. And maybe you see your husband mm. get out and you get it out at the same time and it's all yeah. very sweet. But no, now, now it's been getting mistrunchables to, so, to force children to brush their teeth, prepare them for prison life. Yeah. At first, the idea of short, fat kids in the trenches was quite a scary idea, but now... After the compelling argument you've both given, it sounds like probably the lesser of two evils. Yeah, and that's the thing. And Ishan, if we've won over producer Martin because he's biased, he's friends with Keir Starmer, he's basically yeah. biased media. I'm yes. on the fence are, always. Martin. No, I'm always on the fence. I never really know what I'm going to do from any one moment to the next. Biased media coming out to the Tories. Now it's getting close to the election. You're seeing this everywhere. You're seeing the media. They're sharpening their claws. Coming. For the poor old Tories. Yes. And that's that's what and you're doing, the producer. And the wider point of them coming coming out for the Tories, okay? What this is what the toothbrush represents. Family, opportunity, oh. stability. Oh, yes. A toothbrush is a is a constant in our lives, something that you access every single day. And what Keir Starmer is saying is, I don't believe in families, actually, because no. only broken families have multiple toothbrushes in a single audience. That's what he's saying. Ishan, this is very interesting. So what he's in fact doing is he's breaking up the traditional family unit. Yeah, and the traditional and saying, role of marriage. This nice, stable family activity of brushing your teeth. No, yeah. no, you're going to do it in school now, which yeah. I think is what happened in 1984. Yes. The book, just, not the year. Just yeah. to check, do, do you not, is there not a possibility that maybe he just wants kids' teeth to be a bit better so they have a nicer time in life? Producer Martin, have you been listening to anything we've been saying? Unbelievable. Right, no. This is a man who defends criminals. Yes. Producer Martin. He doesn't doesn't just want children to have clean teeth. His molarity is all over the place. uh, (laughs) I don't know. Really, is that where we're... Is that... (laughs) That's going to be the one. That's the first... (laughs) Producer producer Martin, I don't think you really listened. That was very clever. No, I saw... Oh, very good. It's very good when you're talking about a quite serious issue like this. Yes. To end on a joke, and that's why you're so good, Thank you. I told you, New Year, New Me, this is... Yeah, a bit of serious. I'm coming with a bite. Right scaremongering. Yeah. Uh, He's just said, you can't just say mouth-related. I'm (laughs) my teeth into the bigger shoes. Oh. (laughs) Oh, dear. Best comedian we have. Best comedian today. Thank you. Well, I think that ends our debate. I think we've sorted whatever we were sorting. Yeah, we've sorted it. You heard it here. No brushing teeth outside of the home. Don't trust Keir Starmer. He's a friend of criminals. Respect the sanctity of the home and don't use a life of crime. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. We can put that clip on YouTube, producer Martin. Yeah, I'm sure it'll do well. Ishan Akbar, thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. We'll be back next week. So in the meantime, like, subscribe, tell your friends, follow the Out of Context Nonsense at Blue Sky account and keep those questions coming to nonsenseofpodcast at gmail.com. There'll be the first exclusive bonus podcast up on our Patreon by about lunchtime. So go to patreon.com forward slash nonsensored and sign up. With thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Suze Kempner, Paul Dunphy and Ed Morrish. 
I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and we'll be back next week with more Nonsensus.